0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for chiming in and listening in again for episode five now of the I Hate the Antichrist podcast. I'm your host, Awe. Um, I'm here with Shouse in the house herself. How are you doing, Heather?
1: I'm good, Awe. How are you?
0: I'm doing very well. I usually like to start these off with a nice, easy intro. Um, So, for you, who the hell are you? What the hell are you doing here?
1: Um, I am nobody important and I am here I I really don't know exactly why I'm here but I'm excited to be here so um, I know I, I have a podcast I started about a year ago um, I had very specific reasons for why I started it in the first place but um, that's I guess my Twitter claim to fame um, and who I am but um, generally just trying to call out the government is really what my my life Purposes at this moment in time besides raising my kids.
0: All right. Awesome. Very nice. So calling out the government is always what we like to hear uh, on anarchy Twitter or anarchism Twitter or Liberty Twitter or whatever right. adjective you want to throw onto Twitter. <laughs> um, so how did you get your start in, in on the Liberty side of things?
1: Uh, it's funny that you asked that. So if you would have met me, I don't know, probably, even a little more than a year ago, I would have probably not even said I was a, a liberty libertarian. I would have considered myself probably more of a conservative. Um, but I don't know. I was pretty radicalized at once they started trying to shut things down and, <clears throat> and started really asserting more authority than what they have the power to do. I, that's when I really started um, shifting, I guess. Um, so now I, I would consider myself politically homeless if I were
0: to. Politically say. homeless. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. And that's basically what anarchism is. Right. Purposefully taken on political, more like political hoboness, personally. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so um, the episode is obviously about pod grifters. Um, I mm-hmm. invited you on because a friend uh, told me that you had an experience with a podcaster recently that was less than favorable.
1: Oh, man. There's been more than one though.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. Well, let's let's start off with like what's the general theme of what usually happens when when this sort of situation goes down with you?
1: So, here's here's my I guess maybe I I want to be careful, right? So I don't want to mm-hmm. I don't want to I want to hurt anybody's feelings or anything. I'm not oh, really yeah. big in the in the podcasting circle.
0: Before you dive all the way into it, I want to get forward. If any of you are mentioned on this podcast, please know that this podcast is about fighting against the Antichrist nature and the nature of the Antichrist within the individual. If you get called out on here for any reason, it is not because we hate you. We don't want anybody to hate anybody. I just like to make sure that people know the truth of how their own behavior is going and what their own behavior means for them and those around them, especially within the Liberty community. Sorry. Go on.
1: Cool. No, that's fair. Um, that helps kind of set the stage too. So I've noticed, and I don't, I don't hang out in the Liberty podcasting community. Like most of the podcasters that I'm friends with one talks about strippers and strip clubs and, um, another one does like scary, spooky stories like where she, you know, like I don't really hang out in Liberty podcast circles, um, that has shifted a little bit over the course of the last, I don't know, I'd say probably three to four months. I've started interacting with more people. Um, Toad from Tower Gang, which again, my interaction with him is incredibly limited. And um, uh, I see I can't even think of names. I Ashley. just met Nick Ashley for the first time yesterday. So, like <laughs> I don't I don't hang out in those circles, but I I do sit and observe and I hear things and I see things that take place as a um as a person who's in the community but apart from it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So, um can you give me an example of one of the things you see in the community?
1: Yeah. So, um recently there is an individual who is running for um, governor in Georgia and I I saw there was an opportunity for some people to come on to his show and he took that opportunity and really just kind of shit all over it by in essence doxing the individual who felt like their privacy might be violated if they exposed themselves so um, you know in my, experience as a podcaster like I give full anonymity to a guest that asks for it and because the cancel culture is strong right now right like people will come for you for fucking liking peanut butter and jelly together so oh I'm so sorry I didn't mean to say a bad word I forgot that you're
0: that's fine I'm so sorry oh god I'm so sorry
1: I told myself I wasn't gonna
0: cuss no, um, this is this is a podcast about hating the Antichrist. You can curse however the fuck much you want. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck um, so the Antichrist. So I, I just that the way that um, it, Shane and I'll say his name, Shane, handled that, and the problem is, that Shane is a friend. You know, like I consider him um, a friend. So to see how that was handled and the doubling down and then the hypocrisy that came on the back end of it of some things that have come out also, that's hard for me too. Um, and then the situation that happened a while back with, um, Reed Coverdale and a bunch of those guys, um, with somebody who had admittedly come out and said that they had, um, abused their girlfriend and, the defense of that act action, the defense of that type of, per- well, that's okay. At least he admitted to it. It was almost like, I don't know, as a female in the Liberty community, like it's really hard to take anyone seriously. If you're just going to completely contradict the things you say you stand yes. against, that, that doesn't make you any different than the people we say we don't like.
0: Exactly. That's one of the things I've noticed too, is there's a lot of people who, so like you came, you said you came from the conservative side before you came to Liberty Twitter. Yeah. Um, I also came from the conservative side. A lot of us came from the conservative side because we're more gun oriented, but some of us came from the Democrat or lefty side um that being said there is a lot of people who still have vestiges of that mentality and especially ones who want to get into politics they tend to not let go and in particular there's the main thing that libertarians hate about political types they are control freaks they right. like to make sure that they have control over a situation and if they don't have control over the content they want control at least over the optics right they will do anything to maintain control on it. So Shane for uh, for brevity's sake, doxxed someone and uh you what you confronted him on Twitter about it?
1: Um I did not personally confront him. It wasn't my situation to get oh. involved with. So again, like I said, I was ancillary to the the situation, but it, I also I'm friends on both sides of the equation. Um and you know, I think if if that situation had been handled differently, the doubling down that came on the backside of that, you know, the murder cult conversation and things like that. Like, um, it's for me, like it's hard. And, and I, you know, I feel, God, man, I feel bad having this conversation with you instead of Shane. And I feel like maybe I should reach out to him privately, but I, the whole idea of, you know, burning your uniform and hating the fact that you served and and all of that, like look at the situation that's taking place in Afghanistan right now. And the way that that is going to weigh on so many people who serve this country, it, you know, yelling about burning your uniform and being worthless for having served the country. Like, I, I feel like that's not a very good message to send to people who feel like they were doing what they were supposed to do or what they needed to do at the time. Yeah. And you know we have twenty two people killing themselves every day. Do we need to add to that by making them feel bad for what what they did? You know, like I I don't know. I it just it's hard for me. I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've noticed a lot of similar behavior. Um, there's a lot of people who just they just say mean shit just to say mean shit, and I get it if it's somebody who's clearly they're just off their fucking rocker like a blue and on or a Q and on type who they're just obsessed with a narrative and they'll never get out of it. If you want to make fun of those people, I don't have anything to say one way or another, um, let alone right. stopping you. But like it, when it comes to people who, you know, you're friends with, they're part of our community. They're supposed to be the people on the same side of Liberty and not controlling each other and being non-coercive and not being, uh, directly, uh, confrontational and disrespectful to individuals um it's it's just it happens a lot in our community and i think a lot of it comes from this mentality of still being a republican in your in your past or still being a democrat in your past i believe it makes some 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 behaviors come out that don't necessarily line up and i think you're right that the uh the solution is not to when it comes to these people are actually trying to be on a similar or same side as us um it's uh you're right it's very much a problem of uh
1: well and i mean and i keep going back to this but i'll make the point as many times as i have to the point of the Liberty community is, is Liberty, right? Who are we, who do we want Liberty from the government? Right. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck are we shitting all over one another? When if you collectively put those efforts towards the actual place where we need to be putting it towards, I think we would accomplish a lot more. Like what are, I think a lot of these podcasters need to actually really evaluate what are you trying to accomplish with your platform, with your voice, are you just trying to, you know, troll people, troll people? Are you trying to profit off of jokes and and being funny? Or are you legitimately trying to take the fight against an entire powerhouse of, of corporate greed that is trying to take over you?
0: Yeah. And uh, people will deflect from that, saying, "Oh, you're a Fed for wanting to actually organize, or whatever the hell they want to say." But well, I'm a girl on
1: the internet, so people call me a Fed anyway.
0: Yeah, you're you're already a Fed, um, <laughs> Officer Heather. Um, <laughs> Agent <laughs> Heather, sorry. Uh, um, well, the uh, the problem with a lot of them is they they immediately leap to this idea that any type of organizational force is going to end up becoming a government that'll be no better. That's part of it, um you especially see that from ancom types mm-hmm. that's pretty pretty frequent um, yeah,
1: so you know and and i I had this conversation um with one of my guests a while back it was probably my first true introduction to anarchist ideology from mm-hmm. an individual, right somebody who really just truly believes in that, and you know government is corrupt government is fucking trash so you know what are the answers and i but but i think those are the conversations we need to be having okay so government's gone tomorrow what is step one for us to to survive without one like like let's start having like critical thinking conversations let's start let's start actually legitimately trying to move forward with the ideas that we we really want for a nation and exactly. in, instead of just fucking circle jerking one another and being like, Hey, you know, I'm cool. I, I hate the government too, man. <laughs>
0: that, that's what a lot of it is. And that's what a lot of it has been for years, decades, really. um, Anarchism uh, in the, in this case though, um, right now, I think there's a lot of really good opportunities as long as you can find the sincere people. Um, to get communities together. The problem is it's really hard to get the money together for people to come together physically to uh, to uh, actually collaborate. Um, so we've been talking about pod grifters for a while. How would you describe what a pod grifter is?
1: Um, probably myself, right? So if you, if you <laughs> go to my pinned tweet on Twitter, like I've got my Patreon on there. No. um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. I think just like using your platform solely to make money like that, that is in my opinion, that's what a pod grifter is. Like they bounce back and forth. They can switch their, um, their, uh, affiliations Ideology. or or their, oh. you know, what they're passionate about very quickly. If it means that they can make money. I think of like a, a Candace Owens or, a. um, you know those types of people that just they they go after whatever they think will will garner them the most money in that particular situation
0: that's a very uh, astute observation i'd like to uh put a little more out there attached to it though
1: yeah please um, do i th-
0: i think that there's a an element of hypocrisy that's necessary There's an element of not believing the words that come out of your mouth that's necessary. So for Candace Owen, she's got fucking obvious problems trying to see things and come to a conclusion that makes logical sense. Uh, Fucking I don't have a direct problem with Candace Owens, but I don't follow her. And I have her fucking muted because every time I see one of her tweets, she'll say like one sentence of four will be like, okay, that's some nice truth there. And then the rest of it will just be like a bunch of conspiratorial assumptions that don't make any sense. Right. Um, so I think there's gotta be an element of hypocrisy. So not believing the words that come out of your mouth. Um, so like in the case of Shane, being a libertarian out of one corner of the mouth, but silencing and being, uh, socially irresponsible with people's social and public information, um, is, is a, as a level of control instead, which is antithetical to liberty
1: well also talking about the murder cult and talking about how awful it is while still being frankly employed by and working for the murder cult itself
0: yes exactly um if you have a government job basically the only thing government job you could do and not be like super mur- murder culty is going to be something like the
1: post office
0: yeah or like <laughs> being a sparky <laughs> you know ch- checking out walls making sure yeah. the electrical's good making sure you know this house isn't going to become a house fire
1: right you know
0: that's that's fine if you and in in my ideal system which by the way uh, I'm a Christian anarchist so my ideal system would be the 12 uh, the system of judges from uh, from the bible from judges um so in that case you always supersede yourself to the competent and that is also one of the huge, you know, sources of, of liberty is you always supersede your own knowledge to the competent where applicable. And uh, if that includes for safety, well, that's a good reason to. But you don't have to harm others to reach that point. And that was the the real core of, of what Judges says, um, that people did as they pleased. Um, and the Bible really only pushes uh taxation or any sort of taxation or following the government at all in cases of uh public works or in cases of the punishment of evildoers and then beyond that is basically nothing but anti-government shit right um so with that being said the uh the uh, hypocrisy we see going forward and the inconsistency we see going forward with a lot of these people, it's 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 honestly very damaging to the liberty movement. There's a it lot is. of... I
1: mean, look at all of the memes and the jokes out there of people that are like, oh, libertarian Twitter, and it's like people fighting one another, right? Yeah, exactly. like It has nothing to do with the government <laughs> fighting the government, which is what's taking away people's freedom, not the person standing next to you or across from you.
0: It's, yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's
1: super frustrating.
0: Yeah. I mean, the problem really is more to do with the inconsistency than it is the individual, because I feel like all of them, they want to have their hearts in the right place, but they just see that personal motive and that profit motive, and they just head you know, straight first into it. Right. Um, so, uh, you said your podcast, you started it with some very specific origins.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what specific
1: reasons?
0: Yeah. What, what specific reason did you start it for? We'll, we'll pull away from pod grifters for a moment. We'll talk about you.
1: Um, I hate talking about me by the way, but I'll tell you. Um, my dad died 10 years ago in June. And if there loss. oh, that's okay. Um, if there had been a king of ship posting on Twitter, it would have been my father. And like Mm. the trolls who are here today, just, they would never have held a candle. He, before he died, he changed his, um, Facebook name from his real name to Joseph Christ. And that's interesting considering you're religious, but like, that Mm. was like, that's how big of a troll he was. And this was back 10 years ago. Right. So. Um the reason I started my podcast is because you know, my dad and I used to talk politics constantly. It was nonstop. You know, I I would call him, oh my God, did you see this? Like it, it was, it was an ever-present thing for me in my life. And when he was gone, it was really hard. And so moving into the 2016 election, it, gosh, it was just really hard for me. And so because I didn't have like that outlet, so this gave me um, my creative outlet to have almost as if I'm like talking to my dad, right? So there you go. Um, then I read in October of 2019, I read a um, report that was given to Congress about the amount of money that was being allocated to. Um, funding research researchers through different organizations that were also double dipping through China's thousand talents plan. And I'm like, nobody sits and reads this. Nobody talks about this. It never makes it on the news because nobody has time for it. It's not sensationalized enough, but it's (laughs) really fucking important. So I decided to start my first episode with talking about that program.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Um, it's not So, really ha- awesome but it's well, <laughs> actually it is awesome um, every time somebody comes out with more reason to fight against this horrid government system that does nothing but subvert and control and lie or damn near nothing but every time somebody comes out with another source that fights against it that is an awesome thing that is a beautiful thing and uh, that is we need more of that We need more people out here trying to get their voices heard, trying to get the word out and trying to, the the more different people we have doing it, who have more different granular views on it, the more different people will also come to listen. The more people will hear arguments that they like, the more people will hear ideas that they agree with, or the more people will see. So for example, more conservatives will be turned into libertarians by former conservatives than they will by Democrats who are now libertarians, right. for example. Um, it's the same sort of idea. So it, it is actually awesome that you're out there talking about what you can and what you feel is right. So kudos to you on that and thank you for doing that.
1: Well, you're welcome, but you started one too. So it doesn't, it's kind of like, you know, I'm just another one of them out there.
0: <laughs> well, you don't have to downplay yourself like that. There's a lot of value in what we're doing. There's a lot of value in having your own podcast, and you should you should uh, appreciate that value for yourself because it has a lot it has a lot of value and give give yourself credit for that.
1: Okay, um, fair enough.
0: Um, so let's see here. What is one of these subjects that you really like to uh, talk about from politics then? I mean we are we already have established that you uh fuck the government. Uh but
1: uh, the Second Amendment I would say is probably my biggest um my biggest passion and I usually touch on it in just about every single episode. Um at least certainly the last I don't know, probably six or seven episodes. But um I am I am just incredibly passionate about just rights in general, really. Like I, I understand, excuse me, many anarchists are, you know, who fucking cares about the constitution? It's a paper that means nothing anymore. Um, I do not ascribe to that notion. I am that fucking white pill that still believes that we as a nation can reclaim the natural born rights that we were given when we we were born so i i i feel that in my bones and i feel that it's just going to take us rising up to take those back so that's really probably what i'm the most passionate about
0: um the uh yeah that's that's pretty pretty damn close to my idea except i'm still just barely on the other border from you Um, I think that it is no longer the constitution in the fundamental uh, idea of a constitution. So, for example, like, uh, being the composition of something. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, being the genetic constitution of a species or, you know, um, anything like that. Well, it is... not the Constitution of the United States of the people of America, and it needs to become the Constitution again. It is not the people's Constitution, and it needs to become it again. Is basically, um, it used to be the Constitution when it was agreed to at the time. Have you read Lysander Spooner's uh, No Treason yet?
1: No, but you're the second person to tell me to read it in the last week, so okay. it is on the list. I'm in the process. Like I told you, I'm home with COVID right now, but Anatomy of the State is on my nightstand. So that is next on the list after Anatomy of the State.
0: Okay. Yes. Good. Those are like the top two, Anatomy of the State and No Treason, uh, are like the absolute two best that will help you understand what the anarchist point of view on it exactly is, and what the solution is, and why like specifically anti-constitutionalists exist. Like I am not an anti-constitutionalist from like a, a literal perspective. Like I don't want. The Consti- I don't disagree with the Constitution, but what I don't like is that the Constitution has enabled the seizing of the rights it's supposed to protect. Um, and Elaborate that's, that's on more that. What...
1: Elaborate on what you mean by that.
0: So, um, for example, um, there there's two ways to look at it. There's the linguistic point of view and the legalistic point of view. From a linguistic point of view... Um, language evolves over time. Language changes. Interpretations of language can change just by change over time. And by codifying something into language at one point, using the same sentence to re- re- or you know, using the same sentence, but with different grammatical rules and slightly different definitions to words, it ends up changing what people in modern times are willing to uh, view something as. So for example, the Second Amendment could have been as simple as the governing body is not allowed to restrict citizen usage of firearms or own- citizen usage or ownership of firearms or ammunition it could have been in modern times if it was rewritten it probably would have been labeled like that but the original text is what a uh, well-regulated militia necessary to the uh, Something I forget of a free state, the defense of a free state protection. I always forget. Um, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Par- paraphrase that, that,
1: that, that, that very last important. part. Let's just, let's just go with the last part.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my point. The first part of it, which probably made perfect sense when it was written with uh, we the people, you know, the Constitution, all of that. It probably made perfect grammatic sense uh, then, but there is so much more added to it and there are so many varying definitions for so many of these words and the grammar is so messy that it has well, but ended up remember, giving there's people commas more license in there right
1: to so that, that yeah
0: exactly does... there's commas
1: right so a well regulated <laughs> militia confusing. so that's that's number 1 <laughs> Yeah. being necessary to the security of a free state that's number 2 yeah the right of the people to keep and bear arms
0: that's number, number three. 3 yeah shall
1: not be infringed that's number 4 it's in four parts
0: yes there is
1: Um, nothing in there that is open to interpretation right so
0: i agree on a grammatical perspective understanding the original context of the quote however with the way language changes over time the fact that it is codified in word gives people license to attempt to reinterpret this is the problem of the constitution is we are all beholden to the Constitution. So would
1: you, as a religious man, would you hold that to be true for the Bible, too?
0: Yes. 100%. Is
1: that frustrating? You weren't expecting you? that, were you? Ah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian mystic. We uh, basically center our ideas around uh, uh, Christian mysticism, which is basically all about finding the truth of the root of everything having to do with Christianity. To go as far back as you can. So this means rifling through mistranslations. So for example. I don't believe that women should be kept out of the church. In leadership in the church. Because of a mistranslation. Which removed a woman from the Bible. Who had a very common name Junia. And replaced it with a male name. That never existed. But randomly got created in 500 AD. Junius. Junius which is supposedly a masculine name if grammatically declined correctly. Um, But Junia and her husband, Andronicus, were among the foremost of the apostles as written by, uh, or sorry, of the disciples as written by uh, St. John. So there's a lot of misinterpretations and changes in the Bible that have been made that have vastly changed the original elocution that the uh, words used to mean.
1: Does that change why it was written in the first place?
0: No, no. Um, though uh, it does change the context in which it's viewed. Um, so, for example, a Christian mystic might not... Part- we believe that the Bible is the Word of God, but it is not the Word of God through authorship, but rather through edit editing. God is, a, is an... God, as far as tradition is concerned, is an editing force over time, filtering out non-survivors and filtering in surviving uh, ideologies over time. So for example, the reason the book of Job uh, is followed closely by Christian mystics and not considered to be a reason to stone gaze or you know exile your wife if she's on her period is because a Christian mystic understands that The book of Job was originally practically a health text for people who didn't understand uh, medical problems like germs. So, for example, uh, don't have gay sex. It does not say in the original translation that they should be killed. It says they shall die. It's saying that we see these people who have gay sex and then we see that they die. Therefore, gay sex is cursed by God. It is just an oversimplification of germ theory where if you don't know to wash your dick after you put it in the butt, you're going to get shit, dick, and die. <laughs>
1: what a direction for this conversation to yeah. take.
0: Well, I'm, I, I, I do hate the Antichrist, uh, so uh, I'm, I'm not sure what that. else you expected.
1: I didn't. <laughs> no. We're good. <laughs> I will have um, to remember to mention shit dick on my next
0: episode. <laughs> Dying from shit dick. <laughs> um, um. So, yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff like that in the Bible where there's, there's been mistranslations or retranslations. Um. Here's another really big example, and this one gets my fellow Christians mad at me. The Bible doesn't start within the beginning, linguistically speaking. It starts with a sentence fragment that says, when, basically translated, when God gave purpose to the heavens and the earth, is the more direct translation of the very first Genesis 1 1 in the Bible.
1: Well, it's interesting that you say that because I, I'm not, just so you know, but like for all intensive purposes of your audience and yourself, I'm not religious. I'm actually Buddhist. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I don't ascribe to the Christian faith, but
0: amazing. The one spirit comes forward and tells me she doesn't exist. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> I follow Buddhism too. We we're expecting that either. Were you?
1: Ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, but a friend and I often have these very intricately involved religious conversations and he's incredibly Christian. And, mm-hmm. and like, what does that really even mean? But He's very um well versed in the religion and his his conversation that he has with me a lot in Genesis is that it doesn't imply that it's the first time that that God has made the exact the uh, there's one word that I think is mistranslated over time that yes that a lot of people are under the impression that this is the first go at this and it's not
0: <laughs> yeah exactly um, so, the, let me see if I can find it. 1-1 interlinear. It's already on my search because I've looked it up so many times. Barisit um, uh, in Old Hebrew. Um, it is often translated at in the beginning. However, um, it in many situations means when... The something happened right it doesn't just mean in the beginning it means commensurate at the beginning,
1: right
0: It doesn't mean that it it doesn't imply the actual start of a new event. it implies the happening of something along with an existing event so for example, in uh jeremiah twenty seven um it's talking about the beginning of uh where is it? The Bidding of the Reign of Jehoakim, um And it uses the same word. Uh, it uses the exact same word to describe it. And it is not saying that the reign of Jehoiakim is starting there. It is saying that this is happening at the same time as Jehoakim's uh, uh, reign is beginning. It is an alongside, not a... This is how it starts. So, and then the word uh, created is more uh, akin to the idea of to give purpose or to give definition. So instead of God created the heavens and the earth in the beginning of the universe, it would be more like in the beginning, or sorry, this, it, it, basically, it's a sentence fragment that says, when God gave purpose to the heavens and the earth, comma, or colon more like. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of uh, a lot what of different translations. What
1: is interesting though, and this is, I mean, this is the one I guess argument that I'll make against the difference. You have the large number of people, especially in the Federalist Papers, that clearly tell you why the Second Amendment was written.
0: Yes, and that is true
1: there's there's no interpreting what the Second Amendment says and then what they said they wrote the Second Amendment for. Like, you can't read all of that and then be like, hmm, it, there's a meme that is going around or went around whenever the 2A stuff was really big a couple months ago, and it was like a picture. I think I have it saved on my phone. It was a picture of them signing the Constitution, and it says the Second Amendment right and keep bear do you think that do you think that we should change that or or add anything to that and down at the bottom it says no you'd have to be fucking stupid and not know what it means.
0: that's and funny just,
1: i don't know it's just it's funny to me but anyway i'm sorry
0: no, no, that's fine. Um yeah, um yeah I, I don't disagree with the Constitution. I, I uh, like the, the Bill of Rights as many it's... of
1: your listeners probably do.
0: Yeah, probably. Um I can think of several who do. The the for any of you guys, the Constitution is not the problem. The problem is the government's interpretation of the Constitution. The Constitution is st- as, as you define a constitution by its literal definition from before it was used to describe any sort of uh, political document, the constitution is just, this is what this group of people thinks. This is our constitution. We have the constitution in our country that we support free speech. We support the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms. We don't quarter our, our guys in buildings. We don't make people confess against themselves. Um, it's, it's supposed to be a descriptive paper of the mentality of the people who live in this area, not just something that we are, that is enforced for us to follow, but it just says, we are these types of people, we live here, and we're going to live accordingly from this point forward. That's what the Constitution originally was, and they've gotten so far away with that, from, from that, with this uh, mentality of enforcing the Constitution yeah,
1: upon I the think, people. I think a lot of people need to just start acting like it. Like, I, I mean, you have free speech. Use it until somebody tells you you don't, and then go the prop, proper course of action, right? You have the right to keep and bear arms any government authority that tells you you don't challenge that authority like and yeah. until we start pushing back on it they're going to continue to think they have free reign to do whatever they want to do
0: yes they think that they can blow over the constitution but it is supposed to be a no, no, no. message they to everyone they think they can
1: blow over the people it's yeah. not that they think they can blow over the constitution they they don't give a shit about that they think yeah, that they true. can blow over you and me
0: True, and, very true.
1: And so it that's I, I, stop letting them blow over you, right?
0: Exactly. Um, start 3D printing guns, check out thegatalog.com. Uh <laughs> yes. <laughs> um,
1: yes. Um, Ender 3s are on sale on Amazon. I think I saw one for 170 the other day.
0: Exactly. And they are so easy to use. I have one about four inches to my left shoulder right now.
1: <laughs>
0: there you go. Print freedom um, all day long. Exactly um the uh yeah there's a there's a lot of support you might actually be interested in my first episode with tetsui it's kind of like the opposite point of view of this Mm -hmm. um so in that one tet and i are talking about the thin blue snakes people who have both the gadsden flag and the uh thin blue line flag on their car
1: which is the biggest contradiction on the face of the planet
0: yeah, exactly. I think that Pod Grifters is kind of a, a part two to that episode because it's kind of the same idea. It's kind of yeah. the same. Uh, I'm going to say I support freedom. But then, the second that the freedom takers do something that advantages me, I'm okay with it and I'm going to push for it and that's fine with me.
1: Or the second that they don't, I'm going to silence them by. I mean, look at. Uh, what the fuck is her name? The spy. Pi Skeletor is what people call her. What is her name?
0: <laughs> T H R L.
1: Yeah, that's it. So. <laughs> Pi Skeletor. <laughs> I, I did, I'm sorry. I don't know her either. So. <laughs>
0: Um, holy shit so that's funny off um, the red-headed neocon yes so,
1: that's it so she is a very good example of somebody who the minute that you challenge her the minute you ask her a question or call her out on her hypocrisy she does i, I guess it's called a chain block where you can just block yes. massive numbers of people so what
0: everyone if- who follows an account
1: right are you what are you actually doing then right i mean what
0: she's just bolstering her own personal echo chamber and that's all she gives a shit about because she's a grifter and that's how she gets her money
1: but she was on tim tim pool's podcast isn't that doesn't make her that means she's arrived right uh that's me
0: being you can lose it
1: you can always
0: you can always lose it
1: That was Sorry, me what was that sarca- I said that's me being sarcastic, by the way. What like was, you don't what, know me yeah. yet. Uh saying that you've arrived if you've been on
0: Tim oh. Pool's podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if Tim Pool is the uh the you've arrived. I would say uh Lex Fridman would be the you've arrived, the minimum okay. you've arrived, in my opinion. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, that That's me. Uh, you got to get past politics and into some more interesting subjects if you want to really arrive, because politics, as as much as I was saying earlier about how wonderful it is that, that we, <laughs> we're all creating podcasts, polit, uh, creating a new podcast in politics is like pissing into an ocean of piss. Yes. So... Yes. It really is. It can be very much. So you have to either get out of politics and stay on the same level as Tim Pool. So I'd say like maybe Lex Fridman level. Um, Or if you're going to be in politics, you better like be starting getting on fucking TV invites and shit.
1: Right. I've had one of those so far.
0: You've had a TV invite?
1: Yeah. I was on um, Newsmax with Mark Schaaflein.
0: Nice. What was that about?
1: Um mostly about the upcoming primary election Mm -hmm. and my thoughts on primary challengers. Again, they still consider me a conservative, so (laughs) it didn't go so well when he was asking about um, my thoughts on certain politicians in office, and I started talking bad about Mitch McConnell.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, they should have done more research beyond just conservative.
1: Right. <laughs> they should have, but they didn't. And I think, and, you know, of course, like he's on air and he's like trying to back. He's like, well, you know, you never want to say anything bad about a fellow Republican.
0: <laughs> oh like, my gosh. Oh, I will for you. <laughs> Always <laughs> want to say anything bad about whoever's doing bad. That's what I have to say. Yeah. If someone's doing a bad fucking job. You need to tell them they're doing a bad fucking job. Otherwise, they're gonna keep doing a bad fucking job. And, yeah, and I think if they keep doing a bad fucking job, you need to tell them to fuck off.
1: I think your podcast <laughs> grifter idea is really good. I mean, like, who who did you have in mind when you did this? Like, I I'm I did not.
0: Did. I was just talking to Benedict Arnie. Uh, Not not Benedict Arnie and I was talking about uh I just invited him on the podcast as a joke because he hates podcasters exactly (laughs) um and uh, he said yeah well but I do have some people here who have some legitimate complaints if you want to have them on so um I just I
1: I I didn't have anyone specific (laughs) I think it's a good um. Because how do we get better, right? Like you just said, if people don't know they're doing wrong or or don't think they're doing wrong, then they'll continue to do it. So I think it's important to be publicly held accountable by the people that you expect to listen to you. So yeah. if you're in the liberty, fucking I don't care what part, anarchy, libertarian, Other. whatever.
0: <laughs> if, and if prim.
1: Like wherever you are, if you're actually trying to accomplish something, you really need to determine what you're trying to accomplish and figure out if what you're doing is 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 making you steps closer to that goal or if you're really just out here grifting.
0: Yeah, grifting. Um, shitposting is not grifting. Shitposting for money is not is not grifting people. Um, just to throw that out there, but um. You, you can't money pretend to be serious. Are oh, okay? dude. Dude. Oh, man. Yeah, you can make money shitposting. How? You get attention. Uh-uh. You, you post enough for a post to go viral, and then that fucking Twitter channel or that Twitter account with the fucking suction cup vibrator will DM you and say, hey, want 600 bucks? That's how you do it.
1: <laughs> what? What? <laughs> His suction cup
0: vibrator Yeah, they'll do that one. Uh this here, there's a suction cup vibrator one. There's the one where it's a stupid uh constellation star nightlight thing. There's uh there's a hoverboard you. one that's been going around. They'll just find any viral post and then they'll DM the person who made it and said, "Hey, uh simp my product in your DMs." Wow. Yeah. See, Once you've done that, do you've that. made it in shit. Like, I don't
1: know if I would, the, because then I would be nothing but a fucking grifter, right?
0: Depends. Depends on how you want to look at your own grifting. Personally, if I had that happen, I would say yes, but you have to send me a free one, and I'm not doing it until you send it to me. <laughs>
1: so would you be using it yourself?
0: <laughs> exactly. I do not ever, I will never in my life, simp a product I haven't used. I will never in my life talk about a product I haven't used without disclosing that I haven't used it. it is not that, that is grifter behavior, in my opinion. Right. Okay. Um, just taking a sponsorship, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there's a lot of people who get ass mad about people taking sponsorships. But you know what? There are a lot of people who take sponsorships who actually fucking like the product. And if they were just people who were able to speak passionately about things, they would probably just tell you how much they like the product at some point anyway. Like I am not sponsored by zero shoes spelled with an X, but I simp their products vocally online all the time. Like in, I just recorded an episode with BJ, uh, on, on Twitter. Um, she's a keto author. I literally just interviewed her an hour ago and, uh, I brought up my favorite podcast right now, the movement movement. With uh, Stephen Sashen. Uh okay. he's the founder of Zero Shoes, and I simp his company. I tell people I I either go barefoot or I wear his shoes, like I I go that far. And I don't have any sponsorships with him. Um, if if Stephen hears this and he'd like to reach out and offer <laughs> me a sponsorship <laughs> spot, I'd much. really uh, appreciate it. But <laughs> 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 um, I am a professional salesman in my day job. So uh, Steven Stephen, if you're hearing this. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, it's—I don't think simping a uh, product period is wrong. I think that if you do it unfounded or like you've fucking back up your arguments shitty, <laughs> um, right. you, you're probably a grifter or more don't an identification up at all.
1: technique. Just block people so that you don't have to.
0: Yep, exactly. Or um, oh, I'll block sponsored tweets on twitter though i'll still do that one i have no idea how many accounts i've had to block oh yeah every
1: single one that pops up they must have gone through a a big ad um, campaign a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago because i started getting a ton of ads in one day and i just blocked them all
0: yikes yeah Yeah, it got boosted up really, really badly a few days ago. I noticed that, too. I just like it was like three posts in between ads. Like, Jesus, what is the point of even going on this health site anymore?
1: Yeah, it's true. I've managed to get rid of most of my blue check marks, too. It's, It's mostly normal people content now.
0: Yeah, yeah mine's nice. basically all absolutely insane shit posters like I don't know if you looked at the IHta podcast Twitter, but that's the one I do my, my crazy people shit with. Mm-hmm. So that in on that one. I used to do this on my main account but I'm afraid of getting uh, banned for reply spamming um, on my IHta cast uh, Twitter at IHta cast uh, I ha- <laughs> I have a bot that posts every 12 hours to make sure my metrics don't get too low. Um, And then I also will occasionally go on there. I have a list that has every single UN account and every UN shell account on there. And I will just go on there and I will retweet something semi-relevant to the tweet with I hate the Antichrist. (laughs) If it's in French, it'll be je suis de test l'antichrist. If if it's uh, in Arabic.
1: These bots yourself.
0: Yeah. Well, um, one of them is edited from an old bot. Um, that, that's online. I'm sure you've seen, uh, Twitter accounts that end in underscore eBooks, uh, occasionally once or twice, those ones post with a bot. So, uh, and then I did another one that, uh, that's the UN one that's, that's done by hand. So, um, that, that one's done by hand. The other one is copied from another bot. And then I have a third bot, which, uh, posts the, uh, episodes. Nice. That one I wrote myself.
1: I'm just lame and I just spend too much time on Twitter and I do it all by myself.
0: I mean, doing everything by yourself is the OG way. You make sure <laughs> that nothing has technical errors then.
1: Wow. Well, At least you have the chance to. Okay. <laughs> Let's not go that far.
0: <laughs> yeah, you ha- oh, Let me put it for you this way. You have the opportunity to make sure there's right. not technical errors with every post. <laughs> Whereas for me, I have to hope I don't wake up in the morning with a bunch of code in a tweet instead of the text I wanted to send.
1: I'm still begging for an edit button,
0: so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, edit button will never happen on Twitter. I they know. want people to live in their shame or delete it. No no in-between. Yeah, um, you right. Well, we are nearing the end of our hour here, Heather. Um, so, first of all, I'd like to thank you very much for hopping on here. Um, I super appreciate having another guest to talk about such an important subject. Because I think that... Having all of us working together properly and not accusing each other of being feds, not choosing each other of being not real anarchists, not real libertarians, it's fucking stupid. There's not a point to it anymore. I don't care if you're an anarchist. I don't care if you're a minarchist. I don't care whatever the fuck you are. Just get along with each other. We all want freedom. Just because we all have different slight ideas of what that freedom means after the real freedom is gotten, which is getting rid of the state, which we all agree on, uh, except for maybe minarchists, fucking minarchists, uh, <laughs> um, we all agree that getting rid of the state is a pretty damn good idea, or at least crippling it to the point where it's no more powerful than a regular company. Um, if your anarchism includes companies, <laughs> um, Side note, I don't think there's such a thing as any organization without creating a quote-unquote company, because you'll just eventually create something that could be defined as a company anyway, eventually, if you organize at all. So the state well, is just I mean, another company in my I think that's where opinion.
1: organization, just in general, like I, you know, I I would probably say of all of the theorists that I prescribe to the most, it would be Ayn Rand, she's my idol, mm-hmm. and... I am very much an individualist, but I'm still also obviously a capitalist. Like, I believe that my efforts should be my reward to do with as I wish. Yes. And I don't think that the government has the right to tell me what to do with my money. I don't think that anyone has the right to ask or tell me what to do with my money. Um, Yes you can put a cause out there and I'll decide whether or not I think it's important enough to give my money to it.
0: Exactly. That's, that's the main crux of the issue is we want it to be voluntary people. Right. We want it to be voluntary. I would be really stoked if America came out with an an amendment that said, uh, citizens have the right to not pay specific taxes or to pay only into specific taxes, should they so please. I would be super stoked if an American amendment came out like that. Yeah. Cause you could you could tell the government, hey, I don't wanna fucking pay for the I don't want my taxes to go to the ATF. You know? Right. That's why like
1: Well and I, I mean, where's yeah. that accountability, right? So I'm sorry, I know we should be ending things right now. No, no, but, keep
0: going. Do your um thing.
1: so where Where's the audit paper? Where where do I reach out to the IRS and say, where line by line did my money go? Exactly. Where where did you put my $10,000 that you took from me last year? Exactly. Did you give it to Planned Parenthood? Because I'm not okay with that. Did you give it to the ATF? Because I'm not okay with that. Really, frankly did you give it to any alphabet agency that wishes (laughs) harm towards me and my family? I'm not okay with that. Did you give it to fucking gender studies in Pakistan? I'm not okay with that. (laughs) Did you give it to this fucking infrastructure bill so we can see, uh, wildlife accidents and why they happen? Is it because the deer can't read the signs? Like I, I'm sorry. I'm not okay with that. So, you know, um, I I I think uh, really our answer is we just get rid of fucking Congress because we're never gonna get that amendment in place. Yeah. Just no like we'll not. never get term limits in place.
0: Well, this is why. Uh, and I hope I don't get vanned for saying this. Uh, fucking, the uh Taliban. Uh, we're right behind you. <laughs> we're falling no, right shit. behind with our own version. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny that you say that. There's a
1: video going around right now of the Taliban. Um, celebrating in whatever the fuck city. The embassy?
0: they embassy? T- no, uh, it's
1: the one they took over before they got to um, Bagram Airfield.
0: Oh, uh, not Kabul. Um,
1: yeah, whatever the God, city is
0: before Kabul. Yeah. Anyway, go on.
1: Anyway, so the uh, video is of them dancing and they're like using their guns as like guitars and dancing around the next time somebody fucking says to me what's your AR-15 gonna do against the government I'm just gonna spam the shit out of their thread with that video
0: (laughs) that's a great video (laughs) I've seen it I've seen it they're like jamming out on their guns Yeah, yeah that's a good one Oh yeah. Well, the videos of of gun stuff that come out of the Middle East is fucking crazy. Did you see the one where the dude shot off his finger? Yes. He thought his Tok- Tokarev has a has a mag out safety? Yep. Oh my god. Um did you see the one where uh same thing with a Makarov, dude uh instead of pulling the trigger at his own head with his Makarov, he decocked it to make it look like he pulled the trigger. And another guy's like, no way. Let me see that snatches it from him. Caps his own self in the head. Oh,
1: no. No, I yeah. did not see it.
0: That one's fucking crazy. I saw it on Brandon Herrera's channel not too long ago.
1: I'll have to go look for it. That's crazy.
0: That, that one's fucking crazy. Like this dude's just like, "Aha! Oh, huh, epic prank with my decocking. See, I didn't shoot myself in the head. See, it works. And this fucking guy just snatches it. Oh, let me try. Oh, Pop. Shit. Gone. Wow. Huh, guess it didn't work. Like That's crazy. People leaping to conclusions. This is this is all this see this is what I want to stop. This is what I, I want to stop. This is part of the body of the Antichrist. Leaping to conclusions, low time or extremely high time preference, uh fucking just doing things on a whim without thinking them through whatsoever. It's being inconsistent, being hypocritical, saying one thing and meaning another. It's it's
1: well, it's and what I'm against. It's funny. Like I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm Buddhist, but the instant gratification society that we have become too, like, um, we find ourselves with our Facebooks and our Twitters and our Instagrams and we put that, that tweet or that video or that meme or whatever out there and we're looking, God, man, we need that dopamine debt, right? Yes. Like we need it constant need my fix. and Moving away from that, I think is going to be vital. Have you seen the movie The Social Dilemma,
0: the I have documentary?
1: Not. Oh my god, you have to watch it.
0: All right, I will add that to the list. The Social Dilemma.
1: Um, it talks about and it's got like some of the founding heads of a lot of these social media organizations. So, like um,
0: Jack, Mark, etc.
1: Well, it's got the ones who quit.
0: Oh, talking about okay. some
1: of the um, algorithms and the software that they're utilizing through social media. Like they're creating literally an artificially intelligent version of you behind the scenes that your are um, how long does your face stay on a video? How do you respond to certain videos? What facial expressions do you use? Um, how long does it take you to click into something? How long do you spend on that? Like it, it, and how it's going to continue to feed you right so that you don't ever look away from your phone if they can keep you from doing it
0: because the more you scroll the more ads you'll see and the more ads you'll you'll click and the more content you'll generate for their ad right it doesn't
1: even like honestly it's it is about the advertisements but there is a part of it that isn't which makes it all the much more in my opinion nefarious like It even talked about this, like it used this girl as an example and how she's, she and her boyfriend had just broke up and, and they're like, oh, shoot her. Cause she had stopped like being on her phone. Right. She was depressed. She didn't want to be around her phone. Maybe it was a guy. I can't remember anyway. And they, they're the algorithms like, oh, he's seeing somebody else. Let's shoot that over to her so-and-so is harding so-and-so or something like that so that it like Mm -hmm. triggers her negative response like for her to continue to to feed into that it's it's fucking disgusting what they're doing to us
0: jesus that's horrifying that reminds me um did you ever hear about target got in trouble a while back um
1: please tell me about target because i'm a white mother
0: Okay. (laughs) All right. So um, this was a while ago, but Target got a father very upset at them. So they do the same thing. They have their algorithm based advertising and they were sending out leaflets and pamphlets of coupons and shit to people. Um, And this man's daughter, she was pregnant. Her father did not know, but... (gasps) He was able to surmise the information when Target randomly starts sending his house oh, no. a bunch of maternity stuff. So, just and all she was doing was she was at her computer or on her phone using the Target website with her account to look up baby stuff. Wow. And so Target ended up sending her in the mail. Uh, Like a welcome
1: kit or whatever, yeah.
0: It was a a coupon booklet for a bunch of baby stuff. And the dad found it. And the dad didn't know the daughter was pregnant and went to Target and said, Why the fuck are you sending this to my daughter? And then uh, after that, the daughter revealed that she was pregnant to her dad.
1: (gasps) Holy shit.
0: Yeah. Like, to the point where they leap... They jump to the conclusion. They leap for it. It's it's insane. It's absolutely wow. insane.
1: You should definitely, I, I mean, not that you know me or anything like that, but you should definitely check that documentary out. It's on Netflix.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's really and, good. Um, so again, thank you, Heather, very much for hopping on. You're I welcome. think we'll uh, cut it here. So my last thing I always like to have, go ahead and tell people what projects you're working on where they can find you.
1: Um, I'm working on a couple things right now. I'm, I'm building growing community stuff. Um, I've got a couple episodes coming up. I worked with a local politician on her announcement um, to run for office against Todd Young here in Indiana. So that's, you know, more local stuff, but, Mm -hmm. um, and then I have a really good, why people hate podcasters episode. So it'll, it'll pair nicely with our conversation about pod grifters, um, coming up here in the next week or so. So, um, you can follow me on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. My, um, Twitter name is at Shouse, S-H-O-U-S-E 34. And, um, you can find me on all of your major podcast platforms. It's Shouse in the house.
0: All right. Awesome. Thank you very much, Heather. And of course, I put all the links in the description, both on my hosting platforms and on my personal website. You can follow me on Twitter at OEUI underscore live. You can also go to my website, OEUI dot live. Um, this episode will probably be dropped in few days, um, give it a few (laughs) days after the last episode. But uh, thank you all very much for listening. Thank you very much, Heather, for hopping on. No problem. uh, Thank you
1: for having me. It was great.
0: It's a pleasure. Um, Again, thank you. Uh, I hate the Antichrist and you all have a great day.